T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Zambi shot blocked. Miller has it over to Nigel Pack. On the right wing, sets up Omir, left corner to Wong. Top of the circle goes Wong to the free throw line below. Off the pack for three and good! Nigel Pack, his first bucket is a Miami Hurricane. A three ball from the right side. A 42% three-point shooter at Kansas State. Gives Miami a 3-0 lead and that's how we start the season. Miller is open. Trifecta on the way. Short. Oh, Popper with a great rebound. Off to Wong in the right corner. Wong to Pack. On to Walker. Launches a triple try. That is no good. Tipped up by Wong. No good. Miller tips it up and in with the left hand. Jordan Miller somehow got inside that left block. Like Inspector, Inspector Gadget tipped it in. With 7.15 to go in a six-point lead for Miami. Omir inside. Puts it up and in. And a foul. He'll get one more. Vandermon fouled him. That might have been the best inside move of the night for Miami. North Chad Omir imposing his will on the Lafayette defense. Six-point lead for Miami. Last possession of the game for Lafayette. Intercepted by Jordan Miller, the pass, and that will be it. The horn sounds and Miami has their first win of the season. Hurricanes win is 67-54. First win of the year for the University of Miami. On a night where they raised the Elite Elite 8 banner, the University of Miami, in the second half, they pull away from Lafayette and they win it. All right, welcome back to the show, 67-54. Coach L, congratulations on win number one. What was it like for you last night? Uh, What were your thoughts on your victory? Well, I was hoping it was going to be easier, Joe. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We had our hands full. Lafayette's got a new head coach. His name is Mike Jordan. Uh, He's implemented a very specific style of play, and they executed that game game plan beautifully. And our guys really had to dig down deep, especially in the second half. Uh, We came out of the locker room really well prepared to get after them. We went on a 10-0 run, and uh, although they threatened a few more times in the second half, we were able to come away with a hard fought uh, 13-point win. So, very, very pleased. I think you just uh, said something interesting. Maybe take us inside uh, your mind as a coach. Uh, when you figure out or sort out the other team's game plan and you see them executing their plan, uh, then what, what, how do you counter that when you see the other team playing well to their plan? Because people forget the well, other team has a plan too. Yeah, and... And here, here was my thought. 
I thought we would be very confident, comfortable, relaxed, and excited about playing. We were a little bit nervous. There was some anxiousness. We missed some free throws. We missed some layups. Missed some wide-open threes. So when your opponent, Lafayette last night, plays kind of a tempo game where they slow it down, they keep you on defense for a very long time, they might not take a shot until there's only five seconds left on the shot clock. And we've been practicing for the last 30 days, and normally our shots go up quickly because we like to be an up-tempo team. So they slowed the game down, and then at the defensive end, they packed in the paint so that we had a very hard time penetrating. And we ended up shooting 23s in the first half alone and 34 for the game. Now, there are most nights we're going to shoot 20 in a game, not not 20 and a half. So their strategy really worked for 20 minutes, but our guys responded very well and took care of business in the second half. Yeah, one of the things they did pretty well for a while is they protected the ball. So it was tough for you to get some offense out of your defense. Now, they ended up with 14 turnovers. I think you're warm out in the second half. Well, I think our guys, you know, first of all, we played eight guys. It was an eight-man rotation last night. And we're going to be the smaller team almost every night. That seven-footer who's a transfer from Boston College, you know, he's like four inches, five inches taller than our guys. So he had his his ability to find the open man or, or to make a shot. And uh, our defense was actually very good in both halves. We gave up 30 points in the first half and only 24 points in the second half. So from a defensive standpoint, I'm very, very pleased. But from an offensive standpoint, we were one for six from the foul line in the first half. That's no good. And seven for 20, that's 35%. That's not bad. But – there's, we got no two-pointers, Joe. We, we, we had a very hard time finishing around the basket because they just packed in the paint and had big guys trying to block our shots. Yeah, I was going to say, you didn't have the balance that you normally like, right, between the twos and the threes. The 34 threes were more threes than you took in any game last year. Exactly. And I don't think we're going to do that regularly. But when you're small like we are, and shorter than the opponent. And I will say this, we're going to be the same on Friday night when we play UNC Greensboro. They have a 6'10 center and a 6'9, 255-pound power forward. So they've got big guys. And for us to be successful, no matter who we play, we've got to get some turnovers so we can score in the open court. And we've got to do a great job on the defensive backboards. And I thought Norshad O'Meara in his first game, he had 10 rebounds at the half and 15 rebounds for the game. I think he had seven offensive and eight defensive rebounds. So he did a yeoman's job uh, last night on the backboards. Well, well, it's only one game, but he might be a player unlike anything that the University of Miami has had in a long time. I don't know, maybe Mario Bland way back in the late 90s, but uh, there was one one play. He got a rebound, and uh, he's so strong that three Lafayette players went down like bowling pins. Yeah, he's 
six seven, two hundred and forty five pounds, and Isaiah Wong just said it very very well in the press conference after the game. Norshed O'Meara is a beast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would uh, I would gladly walk down the street with him, you know, by my side. That's for sure. Um, well, plus, you know, for our fans, our students, uh, he he is such a joy to be around. He smiles. He's happy. He's got great energy. He's very enthusiastic. He's very engaging. He, he'll talk to anybody and everybody. So I think our fans will really, really like watching his development this year. Uh, the other thing is uh, he ended up playing his game in that a year ago he averaged a double-double. That was his average at Arkansas State and his first game as a Miami Hurricane. It's a double-double and 15 rebounds I think were more than any Hurricane got last year. Oh, for sure. I'm not sure we've ever had since I've been here. This is my 12th season at Miami. I'm not sure we've ever had a, a player who's played for me uh, get 15 rebounds. Can you remember anybody? No, I, mean, I don't think so. I, I'm trying. I, I think, you know, Sam was in double figures last year a couple of times, but I don't think he ever reached 15. Yeah, 11, 12. We've had that pretty regularly. You know, Bruce Brown one time had a, actually twice had a triple-double, but his rebounds were like 10, not 15. Yeah. Well, uh, Nigel Pack, his first game uh, as a Hurricane, hit a couple of big shots for you, collected five rebounds, made four three-pointers. Uh, maybe he was a little bit uh, nervous at the beginning, but ended up with, with a nice night of 16 points. Well, very clearly he made his first shot, make it, made a three, and uh, got himself off to a pretty good start. But late in the game, and there are three plays we can talk about, Joe, that I think really uh, sealed the deal for us. One, and I think the best pass of the night, was a two-on-one fast break where Isaiah Wong really attacked the basket and made the defender guard him, and then he just flipped it to uh, Nigel Pack for a layup. Right. That's one play. The second play was Coach Courtney, my associate head coach, uh, at a timeout said, um, I think we should run a, a set play for Nigel to get a three and let him know that's what we're looking for. So we ran that play. Nigel nailed a three, and I think that might have been the dagger. And then the last part, when they came to press, uh, Isaiah Wong inbounded to Nigel, and they fouled him right away. So he made the two free throws, and that for sure sealed the deal. Yeah, uh, it was fun. I think, uh, you know, uh, your team had great chemistry last year. They look like they have good chemistry. And, and that I think that only gets better as the as the year goes on. Bensley gave you – I thought Bensley gave you a nice 26 minutes, uh, kind of uh, a calming influence out there. He had a couple of big shots as well, one that re, uh, gave you the lead again. We were, you, were able to, you were able to retake the lead on one of his shots. Yeah, I think Bensley has uh... – really stepped up from freshman year to sophomore year. Uh, He can play the the point or the two, and he can hit a standstill three. He's very athletic and can put a lot of pressure on the opponent's point guard, which we need a lot because Nigel can do it, but he can't do it for 40 minutes. He can do it in spurts. And if Bensley can do it in spurts, 
then we can alternate them as the defensive point guard. And because they both can hit the three, they both can play the two-guard spot as well. And then if you add Isaiah Wong, he can rotate in at the point, which he did some last night. So that's, that's a nice combination. Now what we need is Wooga Papa to step up. I thought he had a very good exhibition game, but last, last night, uh, and this is something he's got to learn, the, the teams that play the pack defense, you're not going to be able to just drive it to the basket. And uh, they'll be there, and you'll be knocking them down. And uh, we have to have someone, a, a veteran like Harlan Beverly, to uh, come in and, and, and give us quality minutes uh, wherever we play him. Because he's also someone that's athletic enough to give us to give us uh, some size at the guard position, because Nigel's only six feet, Bensley's only about six feet, Isaiah's six three. Some of the teams we'll be playing, their guards are going to be six four, six five, six six. Hey, how about Harlan though? Getting back out on the floor over three hundred days, three hundred and forty-seven days, I think, since he last played. And like 600 in some days since he made a three-pointer. Wow. That is amazing. And, you know, quite honestly, when you have back surgery, which he did over a year ago, it takes that long to really recover. Because your rehab, you got to go so slowly so you don't re-injure the back. And he's worked at it very, very hard, very well. He's had help from our strength and conditioning coach, Preston Green, who's done a great job, and our trainer, Sam Johnson. They work with him every single day, and it was nice for him to get out there and compete again. Yeah, a big smile on his face when he hit the three. That was good. Uh, good to see. Gives you another veteran player. Uh, what do you expect? You touched on North Carolina-Greensboro a little bit. What, what do you expect from, from them on Friday? Well, Greensboro uh, is picked to finish right near the top uh, of the Southern Conference. And they have everything you you need in a team. The first is they start five seniors. And uh, they're older. They're extremely experienced. They got outstanding speed and quickness at the guard position. And they also have two huge big guys, 6'10", 220, and 6'9", 255, who are very good at finishing in around the basket from an offensive standpoint. But defensively, they are very disruptive. They're constantly pressuring and swiping at the ball. They try to force you to the side of the court, much like North Texas did, much like Iowa State did last year when we played them. And uh, I was watching our Iowa State game tonight trying to anticipate uh, uh, how to develop a good game plan for Friday because the teams are similar where they force sideline and trap you on the baseline. And we got to avoid that. We're going to gonna have to really come up with a good game plan for Friday because these guys, their guards are super quick and, and their big guys are, are, are really big. And the guards uh, are brothers, the Langley yeah. brothers. Kobe and Keyshawn. So they're very, very fast. Their point guard, Dante Treacy, is, is uh, about Nigel's size. He's left-handed. He's, he's very, very clever with the ball. And 
he swipes at it every time. You put that ball in front of him, he's going to knock it out of your hands and lay it in at the other end. And uh, he, he's a, a very good uh, free throw shooter um, and ball handler. And then the Langley brothers. And then they got a kid uh, named Kennedy who's six six and very athletic. And uh, then the big guys, uh, Abdul Salam and uh, Leite, are are just factors inside just because they're so big. Hmm. Well, Friday night at uh, the Watsco Center, 7 o'clock, Canes are back in action. Uh, hope for another nice crowd. I thought the crowd was pretty good last night, and you had uh, oh, students on. Joe, the crowd was great. The students yeah. came out, and and the band really rocked the joint. I mean, it was terrific. Yeah, both, I mean, it, uh, it, both sides. That was a great atmosphere for game one on a uh, Monday night. Uh, I, it it was a pleasant surprise for me, and I think the students last year really got behind our team and and helped us get to the elite eight. Uh, I I fully hope and expect they'll do the same this season. Category five, our spirit group, they've done a great job of passing the word, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, things will go real well in this early going. Yeah, both uh, they were on both ends, so that was fun. I really. I really enjoyed that. That was, a, I think, it's a really good start for you. So, uh, hopefully, Friday will be the same. I want to hit you with a couple of quick things away from just in college basketball. I don't know if you you see Michigan State's schedule. They're going to play Gonzaga on Friday, and then Kentucky on Tuesday. Tom Izzo, he's uh, <laughs> he he wants to roll up the sleeves early. He's always done that, uh, Tom Izzo, and 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 I go back a long, long ways. When I was the head coach of Bowling Green uh, and Judd Heathcote was the head coach of Michigan State, Tom Izzo was his assistant, and we'd recruit against them. We'd always end up losing them. Steve Smith is the one I'm thinking about. We were the only school recruiting Steve Smith before his senior year, and I, I, I ran into Tom Izzo, and he watched Steve play, and all of a sudden Michigan State was recruiting him and got him, and he ended up first-team All-American and – Big Ten player of the year and a first-round draft choice. But what I was saying is we go back a long ways. And uh, when when uh, we coached against each other, uh, we ended up losing to them in, in a tournament in Washington, D.C. in 2004. And then we beat them in the NCAA tournament in 2006. And then when I got to Miami, we beat him again in year two of the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Right. And uh, I think we've played him one more time after that. I, can't yeah, I played him in the NCAA now. tournament. In the, in, in the tournament. Oh, uh, we lost to him in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. So right. I think I'm either two and two with Tom or something like that. But he's a terrific coach, a Hall of Famer, done a great job. And uh, – they asked him, you know, how long he's going to coach because he's getting up there with me. And and uh, he, he, he couldn't answer. He just said, I, as long as I keep enjoying it. So, and that's the way I feel. Yeah, well, you enjoy it. The kids enjoy being around you. I watch you at practice. You enjoy it, and uh, you certainly have their attention. Oh, yeah. And, we, and we've had uh, guests come and watch practice. Uh you know the name Al Cueto? Sure. 
He used so uh, Bacardi. Watched us and absolutely loved practice. Uh, and he said Al played the for the. I think he played. He's ever seen. He played for the. Uh, played for the a- ABA Floridians. I think. Yeah, he he he's uh, one of the Miami greats. Yeah, and uh, great rebounder and and terrific guy. Uh, comes to all the games and he came to a practice with some friends and. You know, we like that. We, we're very, you know this, Joe, we're very inclusive. You know, we, we try to bring friends and families to, to our practices regularly. We had a lot of local players in last weekend. Uh, came by a practice, went to the uh, football game that night, and, and uh, you know, we, we, we want to build up a foundation here locally where the best local players are looking seriously at the University of Miami. Have you ever had, I know not here at Miami, but maybe at George Mason, have you ever had a player like Norchad who isn't tall but is so so big and strong like that that he's hard to budge? Well, I'd say yes and no. Uh, no nobody that's quite like him, but. Uh, my first four years at George Mason, we were very fortunate to sign a young man who was 25 years old, who spent eight years in the Army. He was 6'6", 235 pounds, and as strong as an ox, jumped out of the gym. He ended up becoming the conference's player of the year three straight years sophomore, junior, and senior year, and two of those years we won the championship, and he was MVP. So, yes, George Evans was his name, and George Evans was a great player at George Mason. But we got to wait. You know, Norshad, I don't want to create too high an expectation for him because it's just one game, and he's going to be challenged because of height because he's got to go against the biggest and strongest guys. And there's a lot of big and strong guys out there. And many of them are 6'10", 6'11", 7 feet. Uh, by the way, uh, Cam McGusty's playing over in Italy, right? And I, I hear he's doing yes. pretty well. He's doing very well. Actually, all our guys. One of my managers is responsible for checking everybody's scores throughout the week. And I get an email once a week. And... Uh, they, they update me on how the guys are playing. So uh, one night uh, I, I got the email, Charlie Moore had 33 points, eight assists, and seven rebounds or something. He had a, just a fabulous game. Uh, Cam has had games where he had 26 points. But we've got a lot of guys over there, uh, Trey McKinney-Jones, Anthony Lawrence, uh, uh, Daquan Jones, we, we've got a lot of guys playing uh, around uh, Europe and Asia. Hmm. All right, Coach. Well, it was a good win last night. It's a good way to start the season. Uh, up next, Greensboro. I'll be in Atlanta on Friday. Uh, Hollywood will have that call, Danny Rabinowitz. And then I'll be back with you on Tuesday, uh, the 15th, uh, for the FAMU game. So uh, the best of luck on, on Friday. And uh, congrats on last night's win. Well, thank you, Joe, and hopefully that crowd will come out on Friday night. We need them. Yeah, that was a good crowd and uh, uh, very impressed with it. So you're right. Hope to see a good crowd there on Friday. All right, Coach, thanks again. Appreciate it very much. 
Thanks, Joe. All right, that's University of Miami head coach Jim Laranega. Let me talk to you for a moment about one of my favorite topics right next to Coach L. One of my favorite topics, of course, is Williamson Buick GMC. And uh, you can get the most out of the South Florida lifestyle in a new Buick from Williamson Buick GMC. New Buicks are arriving daily at Williamson. Ed Williamson is a big, big University of Miami basketball fan. Loves to come to the game. Sits right down on the floor with Carroll. Uh, they cheer the, hur- cheer the Hurricanes on with everything they have. And right now, new Buicks are arriving daily at Williamson. This means Williamson Buick GMC is sure to have the new Buick you are looking for, like the new Buick Encore, a five-person SUV with the style, the performance, and technology that is perfectly sized to handle whatever life throws at you. Or the new Buick Enclave with an exciting new look that brings together the idea of a family vehicle and luxury. To get your new Buick, visit Williamson's beautiful facility, easy to find at US 1 and 104th Street, just south of the Palmetto. Or you can go online at WilliamsonAutomotiveGroup.com. Get the most out of the South Florida lifestyle. You can experience the new Buick from your premier Buick dealership. Williamson Buick GMC. Williamson is Miami. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.